day three of the Lori Vallow Daybell trial, and it was a very short day, but don't worry, our legal correspondent Amy attended the trial today, and she is here to give us the rundown. Hey, everybody. This is the recap of day three of the Vallow trial. The judge told everyone that due to unforeseen circumstances, that court was going to be cut short today and that there will be no court on Monday. We just weren't sure what time we were going to end today, but he called recess at 1045 this morning. Lori was wearing black from what I could tell. You could see that she was talking with her attorneys. Chad's attorney came into the overflow room this morning, which he has been almost every day that I've seen. He was dressed in really casual clothes, like a t-shirt, and he was approached by a deputy within just a few minutes of him arriving. He was told that there was room upstairs, so he went ahead and moved up to the main courtroom. So just going to recap what happened in the two short hours of court that we did have today. Court was resumed with Hermosello's cross-examination by defense attorney John Thomas. Hermosello went back over descriptions of his involvement during the search warrant on Chad Daybell's property and his experience taking JJ and Tylee's remains to the Ada County Coroner's office. He is asked about the search warrant and the items that were found in Chad's garage. Hermosello stated that they found boards in Chad's garage that were similar but not identical to the boards that were found buried on top of JJ. Rob Wood conducted the state's redirect. During redirect, Hermosello talks about knocking on apartment doors during their initial visit to the apartment complex. They were looking for Lori, Lori's brother Alex, and Lori's niece Melanie Bordeaux. He summarized his drive with Detective Hope on their way to the prosecutor's office to get the search warrant when Lori called them back and told them that she would open the door to speak to the police. He stated that she told officers that Melanie Gibb had JJ, but that JJ wanted to go see the movie Frozen, so that is why Melanie didn't answer the phone when they called. Later, when the police finally contacted Melanie Gibb, she denied having JJ with her at all. Detective Hermosello explained how the tips were handled. They came in for the missing kids and says that all tips were followed up on. The detective talked about how he was sifting through the fire pit with a sifter and how they would scoop dirt into the sifter to separate the bones and the teeth, and then they would lay them out on the tarp. Hermosello then stated that none of the tips the police received from their tip line were helpful in finding JJ or Tylee. Wood even asked if there were psychics that had called in with tips, and Hermosello stated that there were, but they were also not helpful. I think the biggest takeaway for me today from Hermosello's testimony this morning was during Wood's redirect when Hermosello emphasized that there was never any evidence that JJ was alive after September 22nd or 23rd of 2019 and that there is no evidence to support that Tylee was alive after September 8th or 9th of 2019. At this time, Wood had no further questions. John Thomas walks to the podium. He asks Hermosello if he thinks there was evidence of an attempted homicide of Tammy Daybell on October 9th of 2019. The detective responds that yes, he believed that there was an attempted homicide. Thomas asks if any bullets were recovered from Tammy Daybell's home, and Hermosello states that he didn't personally investigate that crime scene, and Hermosello states that he didn't personally investigate that crime scene, that it was Fremont County. That ends the testimony of Detective Ray Hermosello. 
Up next, the state prosecutor Spencer Rammel calls Lieutenant Sheriff Jared Wilmore from the Madison County Sheriff's Office to the stand. Rammel asks Wilmore about the Telmate system that is used by inmates. Telmate records all inmate audio and video communications, with the exception of the inmates' attorneys. It also collects some metadata, such as time and date stamps. Wilmore states that each inmate is assigned a unique PIN number for the use of the Telmate system. The inmates access the Telmate system devices in what Wilmore calls pods that are located at the jail. At this time, the state enters into evidence three thumb drives. A phone call between Lori and Chad on June 9th, 2020. A video visit between Lori and her sister, Summer Shiflet, on June 24th of 2020. And a video visit between Lori Vallow and her son, Colby Ryan, on August 3rd, 2020. After the thumb drives have been accepted into evidence, Rammel plays the phone call audio between Lori and Chad that was recorded on June 9th of 2020. Keep in mind that this is the day the search warrant was executed on Chad's property and the day he was arrested. Yeah. It's okay. 
what I was able to catch from the call. They played the audio in court, but it was very difficult to hear. Lori. Hey, babe. Chad. Hello. Lori. Are you okay? Chad. They are searching the property. Lori. The house? Right now? Chad. Yes. So Mark Means will be talking to you. Lori. Okay. So they are in the house? Chad. No, they are out on the property. Lori. Are they seizing stuff? Again? Chad, they are searching. There is a search warrant, and he says something inaudible, with the kids. Lori, okay. Chad, again, inaudible. I'm glad you called. Lori, yeah. Chad, so we will see what transpires. Lori, what do you want me to do? Pray? Chad, what? They kind of talked over each other a little bit there. Lori, what do you want me to do? Chad, I'm sorry. Again, they were talking over each other a little bit. Lori, what can I do for you? Chad, something inaudible. I would call Mark, though. Can you just talk with him? Lori, have you already talked to him? And then Chad makes a response that I couldn't understand. Lori, so he knows? Lori, so he knows what they are doing? Chad, again, something a bit inaudible. And then he says, I love you so much. Lori, okay, I love you. Should I try to call you later? Chad, I don't know. I don't know. You can try. I'll answer if I can. Lori, okay. Chad, I love you and talk soon. Lori, alrighty, baby. I love you. Once the audio clip has ended, Wood has no further questions and there is no further recross. Wilmore is excused. The state then calls Officer Joe Powell from the Fremont County Sheriff's Office. Tanya Rawlings with the Fremont County Prosecuting Office will be questioning Officer Powell. The state admits two photos into evidence. Powell talks about learning of Tammy Daybell's death on October 19th of 2019 and that he was contacted by Gilbert Police Department on October 31st of 2019 regarding the attempted murder of Brandon Bordeaux. He discussed looking for the Jeep and his surveillance of Lori and Chad. He then described that they found it necessary to exhume Tammy Daybell's body because she was healthy and that there was no sign of heart or blood pressure issues. They received a court order to exhume her body from her resting place in Springfield, Utah. Pal was present when she was exhumed. The state then enters into evidence several photos and discusses each photo with Pal. There are eight photos in total. There was a photo of Tammy's grave with a backhoe, one of just the backhoe, one of the vault being lifted out of the ground, one of the vault outside of the grave, one of the vault open with the casket inside, one of the inside of the vault with the casket removed, one of the casket being moved to a vehicle. Powell stated that he assisted serving the warrant on the Daybell home on January 1st of 2020 during the investigation of Tammy Daybell's death. They collected items from the scene, which were taken to Fremont County Sheriff's Office. 
At this time, the state had no further questions. Thomas begins his cross-examination. There wasn't very much to note, although he did end with something curious. He ended his cross-examination with the question, are you aware where Lori Vallow was when Tammy Daybell died? Powell answered, no. Thomas then asked Powell, would you be surprised to know that Lori Vallow was in Hawaii when Tammy Daybell died? And Powell replied, no. Since court ended today at 10.45 a.m., that's all I have for day three. I will talk to you tomorrow for day four.